Welcome, welcome. This is the Simply King Podcast, and I am Rodney Perry, also known as King. And this is the soulfully conscious podcast for humans, simply being humans. And today we're talking about anxiety. Yes, I always like to try to give a cool self-help episode every now and then. And it always helps me to be as transparent as I can be with these types of episodes. So as you see, this length is not too long. I didn't want to keep you too long, but it's something to ponder on, something to think about on your drive or on your way to the gym, to work, you know, while you're at the gym, while you're at work, however you listen, make sure that you guys also go and follow and add me on your Spotify apps. If you're listening on Spotify, thank you. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, thank you. I thank everyone who's listening on all the places. You now can also listen to me and subscribe on YouTube as well. Every episode will be going on to YouTube. So fuck with the kid. Let's go. Let's get it. This is Simply King. So, money is the name of my anxiety. Um, I know it seems so, like, I wouldn't say something that is a surprise, but I would say something that is unusual or rare. It's actually very, very common. As most you know, forms of anxiety are we all there's, you know, we're definitely not the only ones who have a certain affliction. But for a long time in my life, I didn't really think I was an anxious person or really see myself as that. But um, as I kind of, you know, stepped into adulthood and have been in the real world handling things and just dealing, you know, just starting this whole adulting situation of just understanding what adulting really is. And I think just when I evaluate myself, it's like, damn, this is the thing that like really gets me going, like really makes me, you know, feel so many different types of ways. So I thought, can I be afraid or have some anxiety around money? Is that a thing? Or is it like, I'm just, you know, broke and don't like being broke. What is it? Like, I thought that was just the feeling of, you know, of the grind, the feeling of like, you know, you don't have it, but you're trying to work for it. But, you know, you don't know if you'll have it, but you're still trying to, you know, have that hope. But I thought all these feelings I was feeling was, I didn't relate them to be anxious or anxiety. But I think that isn't our first thing that we go to. I think we're, you know, in the black community, we are not big on just jumping to us being anxious because that just makes us sound, you know, crazy and, you know, not to, you know, trigger anybody with that phrase. But I think that's the commonality that happens within the black community is we don't really see those things being talked to us and spoken to us. Um, You're you're usually told to pray about it. You're usually told to, you know, sleep on it. You're usually told to just, you know, go take it to the Lord and let it go, let it out. And, um, or it'll be all right, you know, or just ask for help. And if we can't help, if we can't do nothing for you, then, you know, it'll work itself out. It's a lot of, um, 
it's a lot of kind of just let it let it be. While if you let certain things be, they can grow in you and fester and become even more of a problem that you it's even harder to get rid of. <laughs> but I have financial anxiety and I didn't think this was a thing. Like I really didn't until I Googled it and I got so much. And um, I'm reading from a blog post from Experian.com. Experian, I believe, is a tax um they kind of like do like tax monitor, like doing like tax scores and monitoring of taxes and things like that for businesses. But they are they have this blog that I think is pretty, pretty spot on to who and what uh, I believe my anxiety exactly is. And uh, I'll read a little bit for me. Uh, money issues making you lose sleep. You're you're hardly alone. The American Psychological Association annual stress in America survey consistently cites money as the biggest source of stress by about two thirds of respondents. In the aftermath of the 2008 financial crisis and resulting great recession, therapists have begun to explore that what's colloquially known as money anxiety disorder or MAD. Here are some of the symptoms uh, that might indicate you're suffering from MAD which it's important to note, it's not an official psychological designation and does not appear in the Diagnostic Statistical Manual published by the American Psychiatric Association. So it's a kind of, um, if anything, a social disorder. It's not seen as something that's, you know, psychologically done. I feel like it's truly something where it's like you have built up the habits of a certain thing and you're and these habits are very familiar it's a certain behavior that you built up that you're showing just like other people and that thing can affect you negatively if consistently added upon um but the symptoms are like overspending hoarding frugal to a fault which is me for sure like up and down that is me uh, financial incest, which I don't think that really applies to me. Uh, financial infidelity, which I'm not married, but that one's kind of like, you know, lying about what the finances are. Um, anxiety as the cause of money troubles. Um, that's definitely me. Um, for, for me, the, the way that I can break this down, that it's a real thing for me, is that because I feel like people... What made me start to see that this was something that was a problem was when and I don't believe in comparing myself to other people, but I do pay attention to the reactions to my the my re, the reactions that I give when I, you know, express my opinions of a certain thing or a certain you know explanation of my character. And I think in those moments is when I seen so much of myself and seen what what a thing you know what what makes me this way and you know you when you reflect on that and you think about that you try to really figure it out so for me it was like damn why am i a frugal person why am i you know very need based and all of those things but at the same time i i wanted i have the urge to you know get out and party and travel and do these things that take money i like you know i like to socialize but I, all these different things. And when I realized it, once I moved to Chicago is where I feel like it manifested itself in the worst type of way. 
because I feel like unlike everywhere else, I think it was managed because of, you know, the safety net of friends and familiarity. And um, so I feel like it didn't really show itself often or it maybe wasn't just that strong and that big because it was kind of covered by, you know, by school. I was covered by my hometown and my mom and my sister. But when you know you get out into the real world and you're an adult now, and I'm getting out into the real like and my introduction into the real world was, you know, a cold place like Chicago, it's hard. Um, and I think what I learned about myself very fast was that I get anxious about payday, which is a weird thing. Like, why would you get anxious about the day that you literally are getting paid? And I think that was when I realized, like, this ain't good. Like, this is a problem. This is weird. This is strange. This is not not what's up. And and I just kind of blew it off. I was like, you know, I don't I, don't, I kind of avoided the the feeling and kind of just let it go. Because I was just like, you know, I know what it is. It's just like I'm thinking about, you know, all things I got to kind of take care of on my payday. So, you know, that's just what's in my mind or whatever. And then as time passed and it was moments where, you know, I got bonuses and and I, you know, had a lot of more money coming to me from one paycheck or, you know, you know, tax time. All these things occur, you know, in the three years. And I've like made more money each year and I've done all these different things. And I'm trying to figure out, like, damn, why do I still consistently feel this feeling, even though things are being better? Like, you you know, you're looking forward to, you know, the month where, you know, the, your quarterly bonuses, you're looking forward to all these different things. Why do you still feel this way, though? And that's when I realized that it's a problem, that this is really anxiety, because I am also the same feeling is when I'm flat broke. Like, how can I feel the same when I'm how can I feel anxious when I'm broke and then feel anxious when I'm getting paid it's a weird feeling it's a strange feeling and i don't prescribe it for anyone and i you know certainly if this is something that you deal with as well i would you know certainly say that you know i would love to you know chat with you and kind of you know if you are just realizing that or whatever stage just to really pick your brain on how you how you're dealing with realizing this about yourself and i don't and i'm glad that you know I'm realized I've realized this and, you know, have seen this as something that I need to really analyze and do something about to make it me not that way, <laughs> because I think it truly affects all parts of my life. I think um, that's what makes for me, that's what's made it a serious thing. That's what made it something that's worth me sharing to you guys and being an example of how to approach and how to be aware and how to, you know, really notice certain things about yourself to be able to say, you know, this is how you can now try to fix these things by naming your anxiety. I believe this is what you should do. You should figure out what that thing is. Look up, even though no matter how regular you may think it is, like if you feel like you're just so low energy, if you feel like there's something about the way that you the way that you go about, you know, just life in general, I think you have to, you have to like monitor yourself and pay attention to yourself and don't take certain things as just, you know, 
this is just a thing. This is just, you know, whatever. I, I bet it's a lot of people that go through this. And it might not be. This may be something very particular to the experiences that you've had. And um, for me, um, I think mine is a culmination of how I was raised and, you know, seeing, you know, my introduction to money was something of, you know, genuinely it was like it was always about bills. My introduction to money was bills. My introduction was money was not like if you got a lot of money, you can do whatever you want to do in life. I think I learned that. I think I seen that. I think I think that's what made, you know, me attracted to business is because, you know, this is seems like the the the, in, the industry or the subject matter that can make me not feel or make me not be in that place of, you know, just only paying bills, like living to pay bills. And I think that was the introduction that I had into just, you know, money as a whole. It's like, you know, money is for using it for things that you need, pay bills, food, and other things that you have to have in life. And I think that's what made me a very need-based person. And I think it connects to the way that I am now. But I'm yet again, I'm, you know, 25 years old and you know I, I got you know I got plans I got friends I got people you know from state you know who live in different states who want to do things I want to do things and yet I get so damn anxious about things I get so anxious about spending money as a whole um even if I'm planning so far in advance it still gets me anxious like still gets me like riled up in in the inside and I just don't understand why sometimes I just really didn't understand why sometimes, but I'm like looking into all these different things and like, you know, and like truly, truly trying to understand the certain habits that I have that are connected to that. Because it's kind of like you're this way because you're this way, too. Like you're this way because of this. Like you're this way because of money. And I think for me, once I was able to name it and identify it, it was easy for me to be able to start making steps out of it. Or recognizing what my steps may need to be um, instead of just kind of just going about just going about it, just hoping that it goes away or just thinking of it to be something that's small enough or like you just got to make more money. You just, you know, just seeing it as like, yeah, you just got to make more money. It's not that deep. Um, You don't have to do nothing. You know, you don't have to do nothing special or, you know, significant within this. You just have to just make more money and it'll be all right. That'll solve everything. But um, as I said before, like since I've been in Chicago, I've made more money each year. And yet this is a feeling that I feel like I've came to truly identify within last year, which was my third year here. This will be my fourth year here in um, August. So because of that, I think because of that, it made me. Because it, it, it made it was kind of fresh on my mind to see that this is what it is and it affects me in so many different ways. Like, I think it can get so bad for me sometimes that I truly, truly don't even want to leave the crib, you know, um, when I'm sitting here, like just thinking like I'm, I'm constantly thinking about my bank account, constantly thinking about where all of my money is and where it's all sitting. What's on my credit card? What's on my, you know, in my checking? What's in my savings? What's, you know, you know, how much money can I like swipe? And, you know, my mom's won't mind. You know what I'm saying? How how much how much can I ask for, you know, money for my sister that, you know, so I can kind of be cool and be good and be all right. Um, I feel like my budget is 
I felt like my budget was like just so easily broken and so easily kind of, you know, undone because of, you know, unknown expenses or things that just, you know, are unpredictable that you have to always pay for. And in this city, there's always some type of unpredictable. It's some it's always gonna be something. Um I drive, so I always have to, you know, kind of worry about things and expenses with my car and gas and things like that. And I think all those things uh, truly, truly like literally weigh on me. And it's been moments. And I think that's how I know how I know that, you know, a change, not only a change need, needs to happen, but like that this is a really, really serious thing because when and I talked to my best friend Juwanza about this, when I was in a place where, oh, damn, I've saved. All my bills are paid and I got money left over when I had, you know, moments like that. I'm all up to date on everything. I don't owe anybody anything. I don't have to put any random extra money anywhere. I'm not really planning to do anything. I have already kind of set a little bit back. Right now, I'm chilling. And I'm still not cool. Like, I still have this little feeling of, like, something's about to happen. And I think that fear and that anxiety of not being able to truly be in peace when you should be in peace is a problem. It's going to always be a problem. It's going to be a problem. No matter how you look at it, it's not a good thing whatsoever. Whatsoever. And think that's why, you know, I contemplated, you know, truly, you know, seeking out therapy um, and just kind of truly like monitoring my own habits and bringing in new ones. Um, and this is what I feel. This is what I found. Um, I'm, I've already researched several um, several uh, therapists and things like this, and that's the resources that I believe he, that honestly we all should just go see someone, even if it's only once a year. Like treat it just like you would your uh, treat, treat your mental health just like you would every part of your body. You know, I think that's something that we should truly start to promote is that we have to go and just check in, go and unload. And when you do that, then you realize how much more you may need to come, you know, try to, you know, start doing it at the beginning of the year or something or do it. Just find a, a good time. Do it around your birthday. Do it around a time where, you know, you can, you know, you've already saved or you already found somebody. You can, you know, possibly keep going to them um, on a regular basis. And you like their schedule. You like the type of person they are. You know, it may take you a few different, you know, sessions to find somebody. Um, but once you found that individual, I would say make that a part of your plan. And this is just me. This is I'm literally making this up as I go. This is Rodney's prescription to himself. And I'm giving it guys to you. And hopefully you guys can tell me if it works out for you, too. Um, because I feel like we all battle with some form of anxiety in some way, shape or form. Some worse than others. And, I, you know, I truly advise you guys to definitely get the help that you need. But I feel like when you're a black and you know, black individual in America and you're, a, you know, you have to deal with so many different things and you're a person of color. If you're any oppressed group, um, I understand that there's probably something extra, something in your own personal life that you have to deal with um, that no one else can understand. So name your anxiety. But no, this is the this is the three things that I'm kind of going to bring into my way of kind of attacking my anxiety and really countering the way that it makes me feel. One working out just to get because it's a lot about making my mind do something else. 
Like if you allow yourself to only think about these things, that's what it can make you. It can literally make you stress yourself out because that's all you're thinking about. So instead of replacing that with a healthy habit of working out, um, creating a daily routine um, to make myself even more comfortable, you know, create a daily routine, you know, have a calendar. Or you could probably, you know, use some type of reminders or something like that to get yourself in some type of habit. Um, but creating that discipline along because you're essentially creating discipline in multiple ways. That discipline is what will kind of invigorate you to kind of, you know, increase your work ethic and make you a little more confident within the way that things are going to go because you have a routine. You've already built up the time, the reps to kind of structure a certain thing in a certain way. And that's the thing, that's the beautiful thing about, you know, a daily routine. If you always are, you know, really good about, you know, cleaning a certain thing or, you know, hygiene or whatever it may be, um, you don't have to worry about it being an issue on the long run. But if you're like every now and then, if you're whatever, whatever, if you're kind of inconsistent with whatever you're, you're inconsistent within life, it's going to be hard for you to shift and change, shift and change your uh, a way that you need to be and change a really, really deep part of yourself. So creating a daily routine will create discipline in yourself and also make you be able to kind of combat bad habits. And lastly, uh, save smarter and budget strategically. Um, for me, I think that's something that I've already started doing. I've downloaded the Mint app and um, have like attached all of my bills and accounts and all the things that I pay on a daily basis. And it's been a cool way for me to be able to unload what's already in my head um, so that I don't have to think about it. I can also set up ways to, you know, save. It has my savings account information on there as well, telling me, you know, exactly how much is being saved, how much interest is being added to my savings account. Because I and also uh, suggest that for everybody, do not create a savings account with just a bank. Make sure you have a savings account that, accrues with interest in some way, shape, or form because your savings account with your bank is literally just somewhere to hold your money and for it. I mean, but different strokes for different folks. You might have a specific purpose for that, but for the sake of if you want to truly, truly get the most out of your money, try to find something that has some type of interest added to it that's certainly way more than, you know, the, the percentage that you'll see with uh, most banks being like, Zero zero point five, which would take so long for anything to ever be added. It would be very, very incrementally, and you'll never see a dollar change until you know, probably thirty years from now. Um, but no, I digress. Um, so my simple action, and I'll wrap this thing up for you guys. My simple action for everyone who's listening to this is name, like I've said before, name and acknowledge your anxiety. I've shown you guys, this is how I've talked about mine. It's out, you know, no need for intervention. Here it is. And I have these conversations with my my girlfriend all the time. I've had conversations with my mom about it, just like how this is something that's, you know, something that's on me. And I've certainly, you know, um, kind of, you know, I think my friends can certainly feel that it's something about money and it's something about, it's always something about money with me. And even if we never had those conversations, I think they know that it's something I'm really trying to get a handle on and understand in my own way. Um, I think it's not knowing and being afraid and all those different things. And it's honest. That's all that is understandable, no matter what your anxiety is. But right now, I want you 
to name it. Figure out what it is, get the name of it, and you want if you want to create a nickname for it, you can name that thing of what it is, and then you are able to identify the things within yourself to be able to change those things. Because yes, therapy is good, and I certainly suggest it, and I certainly you know update you guys on that journey as I started myself, but. I think you still have to, you know, do certain things for yourself, too, um, because it just has to happen. Like, you have to be the one to make the, these changes. Um, and secondly, um, be open to change, like be open to the change. And that's probably a harder part, um, because once you start realizing certain ugly parts about yourself and and flaws that are so deep rooted, it's really, really hard to kind of, you know, be open to doing something different. Which is all understandable, but you have to, like you must, you we need to be receptive if we really want to stop feeling the way that we feel about it and just make those necessary steps like you have to move on it. You can't just stay there and think that it's going to change. We got to like meet it halfway, some way, shape or form. And and lastly, be positive. You will make it through. <laughs> like just have for the sake of having and discovering that you have some type of anxiety, you know, either mild or major. Um, I see this as a mild one because I feel like it can be fixed. I think it's just about changing my mindset on certain things. It's changing my mindset and, and redirecting my energy towards a certain thing and understanding that these things will be OK. Like these things will be all right. Um, you don't have to be so, you know, frugal. You don't have to be so weary or so afraid if, you know, if you spend so much money, will you be able to, you know, take care of yourself after the after you come back from this trip or all these will you be able to, you know, take care of your bills and what you need to and all these different things. But you should have planned better. Well, this is your fault. And I think it can spiral you into this weird, you know, negative pity you know like kind of negative party on yourself and like you hold it against yourself and you hold it into yourself and that right there can really really lead to depression um that type of anxiety and that type of kind of self-loathing can truly put you into a dark place and so i don't want anyone to go to a dark place when it comes to really searching and looking into themselves i want you to truly 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 name it be open to the change and be positive. So I've named mine. It's money, also known as money anxiety disorder, mad, which mad money. It is what it is. But I'm gonna do something about it. Um, thank you all for joining me on this really cool, quick episode, solo episode. More to come. A lot of cool guests, you know, up and coming um, within this uh, year. I'm so glad you're here for the ride. Make sure you go and check out all previous episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere podcasts are available. I think I'm, work I'm working on iHeartMedia. I got to check on that to see if that's actually up yet. Um, for but for all you who are on iHeartMedia, it will be there soon. Um, I thank you. Uh, please, please reach out to me if you want to, you know, continue these conversations. If you want just somebody just to kind of listen. I'm certainly, you know, don't mind, you know, sharing my email. Uh, you can just give me a shoot me an email at lifeisking1 at gmail.com. You can go to my website, lifeisking.com. You can come to me on all social media platforms, kings underscore memoirs. You can come to the to the 
podcast page on IG as well at Simply King Pod. Um, slide in my DMs. They're open. I am here. I'm a group. I'm a cool guy who certainly doesn't mind kind of continuing these conversations about whatever your anxiety is because I don't mind having that very general conversation. I'm not a professional, not none of those things, but I certainly can tell you about like, this is what I noticed in myself. I seen this. These are the methods that I took and how I justified, you know, how I tried to, you know, tried to let go of certain justifications of my actions and my behaviors and the habits that I've kind of kept up with that were directly attached to these things because it, damn near diametrically opposed to who the person I really wanted to become. And I think that's the the part that you have to notice about yourself when it comes to your anxiety is, is there's a quality of yourself that's really you don't want to claim. That's really not you. And I'm I'm a person I want to have, you know, nice things. I want to travel the world and do cool shit. I want to, you know, I, I, I don't want to be back in my small town. I want to live in big cities for the rest of my life or near big cities for the rest of my life. So I can't be anxious about money because all of those things going to take money. So I can't be afraid of the thing that truly I truly have to be very comfortable with and also understand how to get it in multiple ways. I can't be afraid of a thing that I need to be able to do very well. And I think that's that's what we have to, you know, how you have to really approach. You got to really name it, personify it damn near and then see it as something that you got to like, look, bro, we're going to go ahead and get the fuck out of here. We're going to get you right. We're going to get this all together for real. But thank you all for listening. This is the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for Humans Simply Being Humans. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review and rate on Apple Podcast. I would certainly love to kind of read some of those on um, upcoming episodes and shout out and also utilize those things. Uh, utilize everyone who writes a review within who's ever wrote a review and writes a review within 2019. You're going to go on my email list of people I need to reach out to to. Um, receive a shirt like that's how that's how I'm gonna do it um so when the shirts come out all the people who are did a review without me asking did a review when I asked for it you're gonna be one of the first people who gets a shirt for let free for pro bono you know and that's just on the launch of the shirts after that there probably be you know some giveaways some other opportunities for you to get a shirt but nonetheless well more to come thank you thank you uh, but this this is the soulfully conscious Soulfully Conscious Podcast for Humans Simply Being Humans. I'm Rodney Perry, also known as King, and this is Simply King. Peace.